Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is Best to the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating happy, healthy, beautiful homes that prepare us to fly or people to fly to us. No kidding. People to fly on in and come and visit and stay with us. We're talking about house guests today, Marjorie Punnett. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, the ugly. And how you can make it a pleasant experience and not a miserable experience. We just had house guests. I'm going to be a house guest. You're going to be a house guest with me coming up later on this summer. How fun. I am so excited about this. I very rarely stay with other people. If I'm traveling or if I'm visiting friends, I almost always stay in a hotel. And Elizabeth, I think this is the first time in my life where I called you and said, can I stay with you? (laughs) (laughs) And it felt a little awkward. And I said, of course. You did. But I really, really, really want to hang with your kids and you. But I don't know your children and I want to know them better. So I'm really excited about this. Marjorie will be coming to stay with me later on this summer because we are doing a live podcast together. Should we just say it, Marjorie? Yes. Should we just come out with just, it? Just At the it. Minnesota State Fair. So, <laughs> so it's really exciting. Saturday morning, August 31st, 10.30 a.m., we will be at the Five Eyewitness News Building at the corner of Carnes and Chambers on there the Minnesota State Fairgrounds, and we will be recording a podcast live in front of an audience. So Marjorie's coming in for that weekend. We are going to hang out together and do this podcast together. And so if you're a Best to the Nest fan who lives in Minnesota and you'll be at the fair on Saturday, Saturday the 31st. We would love to see you. Isn't this exciting? And I would say even if you're you're a listener from far, far away, because we have some European listeners. Hello. We've got some in Chicago, some in, some in Brooklyn. Come to the Minnesota State Fair. It is worth the trip. No kidding. It totally yeah, is. It's a great it's a great fair. So when you go and stay with people, you know, it's funny how it can go great and it can go not great. I remember last summer, I'm actually headed up to my best friend's cabin tomorrow morning. Oh, and nice. um, my best friend who I grew up with, um, her name is Tanya. She lives in San Diego and her parents have a cabin up in northern Minnesota on the Whitefish Chain, which is like oh, the ideal place beautiful. to have a cabin. It's even more ideal if you have a friend who has a cabin there because then <laughs> you just get to go there. So I've been going to Tanya's cabin since I was 12 years old. So since we became friends, I would go up with her family. Just, you know, she would invite, get to invite a friend. We would go up north. In high school, we would do friends trips. When I lived in Duluth, my very first job, she would fly in from San Diego. I would drive in from Duluth. I mean, I have been to this cabin dozens and dozens of times. Oh, how fun. And it feels like my second cabin because her parents are kind of like second parents. You know, I've known them forever. They know my kids. They welcome my family to come to their cabin. You grew up with them. Totally. So last year though, Marjorie, I had Bernadette and my son Franklin. And last summer, Franklin was one and Bernie was three. And we get to the cabin and 
I almost, I honestly have like almost a little bit of PTSD from last year because Franklin was everywhere. I yeah. mean, constantly everywhere. And then there's water involved. Yeah. And he was that too little to everything. wear those kind of floaty, yep. the floaty thing that the he wings. puts his arms through now that yeah, he like, yeah, that he's super comfortable in this summer. Last summer he was too little for that. He was really clingy about me being able to put him to bed and then actually go and like have some adult time. He was climbing everywhere, opening every cabinet everywhere. And at one point I looked at my best friend, Tanya, and I just said, and and Tanya, by the way, for her point, she had a two and a half year old and a newborn at the time. Oh my God, you guys. So we're at this, we're at the cabin and we looked at each other and I am confident we each had a glass of wine in our hands. And I said, Tanya, we have had a lot of fun at this cabin over the years. And I said, and this is just not one of those years. (laughs) (laughs) This is just not one of those years. It is not one of those years. And I said, and our life is filled with a lot of joy, but this is just not fun. And she said, you're right. This is not fun. And we almost had to just kind of say to each other, this, we get such little precious time together that it felt so sad that we weren't having Right. fun because we but were they, just so stressed and chasing these children and preventing them from drowning all the time, preventing them the, from doing something. And it was really difficult. But at the same time, when we just acknowledged that this year is just not going to go down in history as the most fun, we were okay with it. Well, you have to kind of look at it, I think, as a training year. This is how you train them to be cabin kids. And the only thing that I can sort of say that's similar was eating out. So we yes. always took our kids to eat out, but there was a short period where we had to train them on how to do that so it could actually be fun again. Yeah. And you sort of have to get through that period so that by the time they're four and two, six and four, they know exactly what to do. They pretty much, I mean, obviously you always have to keep your eyes on them, but they'll know how to be in a cabin and they'll know how to be a house guest. That's true. Have you had bad house guest experiences? You're not a bad house guest. You couldn't be. You know, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just generally never a house guest. I mean, <laughs> even when I go visit my mother, I usually stay in a hotel. So no like, way. I do. I do. It's very strange. And I think part of that's just my introverted nature that I'm very protective of being alone. It's very odd. But I, when I have been a house guest, I try to be a good house guest. I try to bring a nice gift. I try and do all of those good things. The only, I have a question for you. So I'm not sure if this is a bad house guest or not. And I'm a, you're going to, you're going to adjudicate this. Okay. So many years ago, we lived in, um, in Atlanta, we lived in this really lovely Charleston style house, which had a third floor. So had a wonderful guest space. There were two little bedrooms up there. So it was easy to have guests. And we actually, for a while, had no pair. So she lived with us there. So it was a really, it was a nice space. So we had this house guest, I won't get too particular about who it was, who came to stay with us. And I was working at CNN at the time. So long hours. So I would leave early in the morning. And that's always a tricky thing too, is when you have house guests during the week. I know. And you're working. And, and you're working. And so I was gone most of the time. But she had other things to do in Atlanta and we were happy to have her stay with us. But we had just sort of moved into the house, just finished the renovation. We had this very southern courtyard in the front with little planting beds. Very sweet. I came home one day from work and she had planted it all. Oh, and I think I that's w- nice. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. Because I had had my own vision for what I was going to plant there. Okay, yes, I see. I actually like doing that. I love garden beds because they're manageable and they're sweet and you can plan them. So I had a plan and she just planted it all. 
And she thought that she was doing something really nice. Like Marjorie's working a long time. She doesn't have time so. for this. And I maybe so. I'll do this. And we weren't really friends. She was more of a friend of my husband's. So it was just kind of odd. I just thought it was odd. And I wasn't mad, but I was really confused by that. So you think it was nice? Well, it seems like a nice gesture. Right. And to see something that needs to be done. But I also really understand your point that there needs to be some clear communication about that. I mean, (laughs) she might have been thinking, I'm just going to surprise her and do this. (laughs) And when you're in someone's home, surprise, like I rearranged the furniture, probably isn't that great. Which I did do that with my best friend at her house at one point. You did? And we rearranged all of her furniture and her husband <laughs> was not keen about this idea of us rearranging the furniture. And right. I just said to him, if you don't like it, we'll put it all back. If you don't like it, we're going to put right. it all back. And then right. he came home from work and we had rearranged everything and gotten a new rug and like done this thing. And he came home and he was like, I like it. But I could tell when he left that he's like, oh crap, Liz is in town. What is going to happen now? <laughs> you did it with the homeowner. Yes, I did it like, with the homeowner. Like, yeah, I think there is, I mean, work. you have to kind of understand that I think communication is key with this and over communication yeah. yeah. is key. And yeah. that brings us to the house guests that I just had. So we just had Jay's best friend who lives in Hermosa Beach. All of our friends have fled to California. So they they'll live be, in Hermosa they'll Beach. They'll be back. <laughs> yes, with his wife and their two little kids. And they are um, almost three and one. So little tiny people. And they came last weekend during our kitchen remodel. This to is stay crazy to me. From Wednesday evening until Monday morning. They okay, were at this our is house. Crazy to me. Well, okay, so that feels there like were a, a really things. long time. I know. Well, they have. So they have. They were in town because Jay and Danny were playing in a golf tournament. Right. So Danny or Jay invited Danny specifically to play as his guest in this golf tournament, and then it became let's bring the whole family and let's let's figure this out. And the one funny thing is that his wife and I are not super close, and we're not original friends. I mean, right. it's Jay and Danny that are friends, and then it's his wife. So I even felt even more. So like, I really want to over communicate and check in with her about how this is going to go, what the setup is like. And we were hoping that the kitchen would be further along. We knew that it wasn't going to be done by the time they got here. Right. It was just the way that it worked out. We were hoping that it wasn't going to be such a dire construction zone. Right. So number one, I sort of had to reconcile my disappointment that the house wasn't going to be in the shape I wanted it to be in when they were here. Part of the joy of having house guests is you throw open the doors, welcome, and everything's spick and span, and you're, you know, you can just sort of roll out the red carpet. Yes, and enjoy and treat them and have a great time. So there were some tears the week before they arrived simply because I just had to figure out how to work through the disappointment that it wasn't going to be exactly how I wanted it to be. You know, you have a little bit of grief for that and then you move on. And, um, and then I think so much of the key to success with this was a lot of planning ahead of time. So we have, like you were talking about your third floor, we have a third floor in our house, which is where I am right now. And this was a huge reason why we bought the house because it's a perfect guest space. It's private. It's large enough where kids can stay on, you know, we have like a little chaise up here that a kid can stay on. We have a pack and play that just stays up here. It has its own bathroom up here and it's its own level. It's tucked away. It's tucked away. So It truly sounds like guest quarters. Totally. It is. And so our guests will get some 
some really nice privacy. And that was super intentional. I mean, and I think it's important when you're looking at where you want to live at thinking about how you live. You know, for us, it was really important. Our best friends live in California and they are super welcoming to us. We've brought our children to their houses. We stay right. for a f- several days at a time and go and spend that quality time with them. And we really wanted to be able to return that favor and make sure that we had a welcoming space that they wanted to come to. That's a big deal. And it's interesting. My son, who's 27, has has friends all over the country because we've lived in so many different places. And two summers ago, he got a 30-day pass or a 45-day pass on Amtrak and went around the country with his bike. So he was on and off the train all over the country just to, he was, he was doing a project for school and he was um, going and talking to people about sustainability. So, That's so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So he went everywhere. And in many of the towns, we had very old dear friends that were there. And then in some of them, he had college friends. So he was staying. I I don't think he ever paid maybe one hotel, maybe one or two hotels on like a 15 city tour. I mean, it was amazing. And when he got his apartment, he just moved to Chicago. That was key for him is that he had a place that was nice enough that all of those people that he had stayed with could come to Chicago and stay with him. Yeah. And so it is. It's nice to think about that. Like I'm creating a space that will make someone else's life easy like they did for me. It's totally fun. And it generally is the only space in your house that like stays clean, which is the guest (laughs) space. So if you feel like the rest of it is just in total mayhem, you can at least go to your guest room and go, okay, well, that bed is is made. At least that bed is made. Like I'm looking at it right now. Well, that bed is made. The other ones in this house are not made, but that one certainly is. That's great. You know, the other thing we did, um, Marjorie, that I think really helped a lot is we had a lot of communication. So I explained really clearly to Stephanie what our setup was, what was going to be available to her, what things we had and how, you know, I'll have these beds ready, this kind of stuff ready so that she came in with her kids kind of understanding this is what I'm going to have. And, you know, the guys were gone a lot. So it was me and Steph. I I also really planned ahead with babysitters. So we had a babysitter. We had three babysitters over the course of them coming. That's so smart. And on one of the days, we just had a babysitter just for her kids here. And then Steph and I got to go and have lunch and go shop. And I could take her to some of my favorite places around town. And having babysitters pre-planned and ready to go and vetted meant that it was just felt like, okay, we've got a break coming and we have, it's not just going to be her in this house that isn't hers managing her children in a house that isn't hers for days and days. What a treat for her. Yeah. What an absolute treat for her. It worked out great. And then I think also a lot of planning ahead about food was really helpful. You know, food is the biggest thing. And especially with us not having a kitchen, I sent text messages and asked, okay, what are the things that your girls eat? Made sure that we had snacks stocked and stuff ready so that they felt super comfortable just going into whatever cabinet or fridge and eating whatever. And then the other great thing that is so helpful, and I know not everybody has this set up, but if you live in an urban situation, I mean, we have a coffee shop that you can walk to. We have a little restaurant that you can walk to. So they felt super comfortable just going, I can just walk down the street for coffee and I can walk down the street to get a breakfast sandwich or whatever if I don't want to like mess with making stuff here. And that part was really helpful. And I think the other thing that I realized that was so important is even one of the mornings, Steph wanted to go walk it and get a coffee. And I said, just leave your girls with me. 
leave the girls here and you just go by yourself and go walk and get a coffee. And she was like, really? And I said, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> They're all here. I'm totally fine. <laughs> it's all that... good. And I think allowing for some autonomy and alone time with yeah. your house guests is really important because you don't have to have it that they show up and spend every single waking minute with you. They In want fact, to do their own thing. Yeah. In fact, I think both sides need that. Like, yes. if, especially if you're staying for more than 24 hours. I think if you're staying with somebody a week, if you're the house guest, it is so incumbent on you to leave. Yes. Let the, I mean, let the people that you're staying with sort of recalibrate and just sort of come together again as their own family. I, I do think that's really important. I mostly, the, most of the house guests I ever have, I have three older sisters, would have been my sisters. But even then, they generally don't stay with me. They'll stay in a hotel. So you it's guys like, are I don't, so funny. This is hilarious. Isn't that, and I wonder in some ways if that's a little bit generational. I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure what that's about or if it's just our family. I mean, I mean, it's very considerate to say I'm going to go and get my own space. And I think, yeah. you know, different families are different ways. Generally, yeah. when my dad's family comes to town, they don't stay. They wouldn't stay with us. They would stay right. in a hotel or and then my mom's family would always stay in our house. There is something really special, I think, too. And that's the other part about being welcoming to house guests. I usually, if I go visit my best friend, I usually stay with her, mostly because we don't see each other very often. And if I don't stay with her, we don't see each other enough. I know. I feel so, that same way. There's something so magical about waking up and getting coffee together. Together. Just like having that downtime of just palling around. Yeah. And so I think that, that that's part of it, too, is just that there is an intimacy to being a house guest, which with people that you love and adore and you haven't seen in a very long time, that's a beautiful thing. And making that special for them, that always makes me super happy when I can do that. I We're going to talk about coming up in the nest. We're going to talk about the perfect guest room. And that is one thing that I, I, I do do well. We always have had a really, really, really nice guest room. And I think that's part of making people feel like, yes, there is the space for you. It's not an inconvenience. Come stay. I know. It really, I mean, and if you can get to that point where you can have that dedicated space and some of it is even just if you're in a small space or you don't, you know, you don't have an extra bedroom. It's yep. just really thinking ahead of how you can make a space in your home feel like it's just meant for those guests yep. because Super we easy. didn't always have that either. I mean, we didn't yep. in our last house, we didn't have a guest room. I had plenty of places where I didn't have a guest room, but you can be prepared with little things that make it feel like you thought ahead and you have sheets ready for them and you have water ready for them. Things, yep. just little things. It that doesn't are, have to be a room. No, it doesn't. But yep. there's something really great about having people come. I mean, we had such a great bonding experience. This The weekend was fabulous. It went so well. We had such a wonderful time with them. And there is something about at the end of a trip like that where you go, oh gosh, I feel like we're such closer friends. And yes. we just made memories with our families that our kids, when they're older, will talk about, oh, those are my parents' friends and their, their kids, they would come and stay with us. You know, we've known them forever. Right. And my parents never, my parents didn't really have friends. <laughs> <laughs> They like didn't have friends. It's right. a really funny thing. If you ask them, they'll go, we didn't have any friends. And oh, that's so interesting. So we, I never remember them having friends come to stay. It was, I mean, family would come to stay, but friends would never come to stay. And so to have that relationship with our friends, I just think is so special and so I, fun. I do think that's a big deal. And it, I'll just refer back to that trip that, that Gar just took is we had, particularly in Atlanta, we had a, a, a really close, fun group 
of friends because the kids were little and all just starting to play soccer. So it was that kind, those kind of friendships yeah. that we, we would spend hours on the sidelines watching our kids play. So we had such a great group down there. And for him to be able to go back as an adult and just hang on the porch with all of our friends, he just had the best time. And that just makes their life so much richer, obviously. You know, well, but I think that I bet it had to be fun for Gar though, because I was thinking about, you know, my, my dad knew my uncle in college. So my mom's brother, that's how my right. parents met is that right. my dad and my mom's brother were friends. And I remember always loving when my uncle Jim would tell stories about my dad in college right. because my dad was like this buttoned up minister when I was a kid. And frankly, I thought he was like a little stuffy, you know? And right. when my uncle Jim would go, Oh, I knew your dad and he would do this and that, you know, whatever. And tell these right. stories, there was a context that I got to my dad that I thought, oh, he wasn't always this way. a dad and he wasn't always a minister. You know, there's things right. that come along with being a minister in terms of who you are. And he wasn't always that. To, it was that this revelation that to other people, he was just Tommy. Yeah. And I loved hearing those stories. And I bet for Gar, when he was with your friends, I mean, and especially when you weren't even there to get nope. to hear about you guys yep. was probably amazing for him. Well, that and also just to be able to come back to a place that he loved. Both of my children loved Atlanta. And to remember and to update, sort of update the files on the people he loved. And so that was just, that was really cool. And and again, it goes back to they all just opened their doors to him. And there's something really lovely about knowing there are people out in, the, you know, out in the world. And that'll be what it'll be like for your children. Because the more you open your doors to people now, those people will open the doors to your children when they're out bumping about, which they will. Someday they will. Okay. It is nice to show up with a gift or even have a gift ready for people when they arrive. So what do you love about, I mean, you're so good at gifts, Marjorie. And like, what do you think about what should you bring to someone's house? You know what? I think if they drink, a liquor's always good. So good. Always so good. Always so good because I think if they have a bar, it's always nice to add something to the bar and that's not too personal. And most people like to just sort of fold it in. And so it doesn't, I I generally don't give like tchotchkes or stuff like that because I think so many people don't want more clutter. Yeah. So I try and give things that are going to get used up so that they can enjoy and appreciate, but will go away. (laughs) I totally agree with that. I think also, I mean, I just think flowers, you can't go wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, buying, it's so hard to buy yourself flowers. Some people are really good about that. I know people who say, like uh, one of my friends, she says, every time I'm at Costco, I buy a bouquet of flowers. And then I just put them and arrange them around and I am so happy. And I think, why am I not that person? That's so great. Oh, for me in St. Paul, St. Paul's Farmer's Market every Saturday, uh, Lily's. Yes. I would get them every week because they would last the week and they would fill the house. I like the smell of lilies. You yeah, have to I like the too. smell of you lilies because like they're very strong. No, such a, oh, that's perfect. Flowers are perfect because you're right. So many people don't sort of treat themselves to that. Candles are also good if you know yep. people who love candles. Yep. And, but it is a little tricky if you don't know what kind of aroma they smell. really like. So mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit more of an intimate gift to get a candle for somebody. And then, you know, the other thing I would suggest too are um, Turkish towels. And I know I talk about Turkish towels all the time because I'm obsessed with them, but I use Turkish towels as, I use them as little blankets for my kids. I use them as pool towels. I use them as tablecloths. 
right. all the time and um, to get a couple of Turkish towels to give. And you can get I, – I've gotten some on Etsy. You can get them. I mean – Oh, that's think, a great idea. I'm sure lots of places have them now. But that's right. sort of a nice – little home thing. And I would say get a couple of them at least, maybe two right. to four as a set to give as a house guest gift. Oh, that's nice. Bring I it there. I love that idea. Um, okay. I do want to know, well, one thing that's really fun about having guests and then having them leave is to go, <laughs> what do we want to do differently next time? So we actually were thinking, okay, so now what we sort of learned is on our third floor, um, wouldn't it be fun to get an espresso machine up here? Yes. So that our guests can, when they wake up, make their own coffee. And we have, we have an extra mini fridge. So we have like a, we had a mini beverage fridge and we are, I think, going to move that up to the third floor too so that we could have, and then, you know, and I'm up here, like I'm up here right now with you. So, you, you know, we utilize this space so that we will have a little fridge where we can stock it with, you know, waters and snacks and LaCroix and whatever, and then have the Nespresso machine right there so that when our guests are here and using the space, they don't necessarily feel like they have to go all the way down to the kitchen to get their coffee and to get water and whatnot. Since I think I'm the next guest in line, yes. I 100% endorse that idea. 100%. You are the next guest in line, 100%. Okay, I got to find a good deal on an espresso. I'm going to get that machine because I know Marjorie needs to have at least four or five of those before she, yeah, you she descends to, to the family space. Yeah, you don't want to see me until I've had four or five capsules. I need so that, to eat the capsules if you don't have the machine. I love that. That was um, a fun thing for Jay and I to kind of talk about of like, okay, what else, you know, what could we get up here? What could we, you know, what would make it even more special for them and nice for them? I do um, love the idea of how long is too long for a guest to stay. Yeah. It really depends on the person, doesn't it? I think no more. Th- well, yes, but no matter the person, I think, especially if there are kids involved, either end, like if you have kids or they have kids, Yeah, I think a week is tops. I kind of think a week is tops too. We're going to do a week next summer with these friends who just visited us. Right. Um, they have a lake home that we're going to go and do a week. And so a week is, is probably tops. And I also think if you're doing a week, you have got to have your own car. I mean, you have oh to my rent God, a car. Yes. Because oh my God, a, yes. a weekend, I think you can do without necessarily infringing on people with transportation. But if you show up with not, not your own way to get places for a week, that is a real challenge. Because remember what we said earlier, you have to leave the house. Yeah. Like you have to get out. <laughs> I know, At least you for do. a little bit. Oh, that's, yeah, definitely. I think a week with a car. Yeah. And you definitely learn with your kids too, how long is too long with them. Um, and, and it's the level of friendship too. I mean, if, if, and if how big of a space people have, you know, right. the reality is, and we lived in a very small space for a very long time. And when people have a smaller space, you just need to stay a shorter time because yeah. there just aren't as many places to go. I mean, to hide. this trip with them here felt so comfortable because we have a lot of room now. I mean, in our right. our little tiny bungalow before, I mean, we number one, we couldn't have even done it because there was not enough places for people to sleep. Right. But it just, if we had people stay, it had to be a two-night maximum because right. it started to just feel like the walls were closing in after that. All good advice. I think staying in other people's homes is the best. And I I mean, I try to do it almost exclusively because I just so enjoy that. That's the reason why I go to visit people is right. to stay with them. And that's why we want people to come and stay with us. So I love it's going to be great, Marjorie. So yes. August 31st, everybody, mark your calendar. 
August 31st, 2019, Best to the Nest, live on stage at the Five Eyewitness News Building at the Minnesota State Fair. We'll post all of the information on our Facebook and in our Facebook group and um, on Instagram and everything so that you can pop over and say, hi, and Marjorie, I was just at an event last night and I had no fewer than three people come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I'm loving the podcast. Here's when I listen to it. Here's how I listen to it. And here's how it's impacting me. And so to all of you who are part of the conversation, we just adore you. And this we is do. really great. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend. And you can always give us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love that. Jay Berkland wrote to us and said, thank you for sharing your life with us. We all lead different lives, but certainly are alike in so many ways. I always take something away from your topics and everyday thoughts. And please reach out to us. You can find us both on Instagram at Best of the Nest or at Eliz Reese and at It's Me Marjorie One. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. I'll see you at the end of August, Elizabeth. Woo-hoo!